Act Five of Every Man Out of His Humor by Ben Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One: The Palace Stairs. Enter Puntarvolo with his dog, followed by Fastidious Brisk and Fungoso. Come, gentle signor, you are sufficiently instructed. Who I, sir? no this gentleman but stay i take thought how to bestow my dog he is no competent attendant for the presence mass that's true indeed knight you must not carry him into the presence i know it and i like a dull beast forgot to bring one of my cormorants to attend me why you are best leave him at the porter's lodge not so his worth is too well known amongst them to be forthcoming slight how will you do then i must leave him with one that is ignorant of his quality if i will have him to be safe and see here comes one that will carry cause ergo will hold my dog enter a groom with a basket my honest friend may i commit the tuition of this dog to thy prudent care you may if you please sir pray thee let me find thee here at my return it shall not be long till I will ease thee of thy employment, and please thee. Forth, gentles. Why, but will you leave him with so slight command, and infuse no more charge upon the fellow? Charge? No, there were no policy in that. That were to let him know the value of the gem he holds, and so to tempt frail nature against her disposition. No, pray thee let thy honesty be sweet, as it shall be short. Yes, sir. But hark you gallants and chiefly, Monsieur Brisk, when we come in eyeshot, or presence of this lady, let not other matters carry us from our project, but if we can, single her forth to some place. I warrant you. It be not too sudden, but let the device induce itself worth good circumstance. On. Is this the way? Good truth, here be fine hangings. Exeunt Puntarvolo, Fastidious, and Fungoso honesty sweet and short marry it shall sir doubt you not for even at this instant if one would give me twenty pounds i would not deliver him there's for the sweet but now if any man come offer me but two pence he shall have him there's for the short now slid what a mad humorous gentleman is this to leave his dog with me i could run away with him now and it were worth anything. Enter Macalenti and Sagliardo. Come on, signor. Now prepare to court this all-witted lady, most naturally, and like yourself. Faith, and you say the word. I'll begin to her in tobacco. A oh, fie on it. No, you shall begin with, How does my sweet lady? Or, Why are you so melancholy, madam? Though she be very merry, it's all one. Be sure to kiss your hand often enough pray for her health and tell her how more than most fair she is screw your face at one side thus and protest let her fleer and look askance and hide her teeth with her fan when she laughs a fit to bring her into more matter that's nothing you must talk forward though it be without sense so it be without blushing tis most court-like and well but shall i not use tobacco at all oh by no means twill but make your breath suspected and that you use it only to confound the rankness of that 
Nay, I'll be advised, sir, by my friends. Odds my life, see where Sir Pantarvalo's dog is. I would the gentleman would return for his follower here. I'll leave him to his fortunes else. Maculenti, aside. <sighs> Twere the only true jest in the world to poison him now. <laughs> uh, by the sand I'll do it, if I could but get him of the fellow. Signor Soliardo, uh, walk aside and think upon some device to entertain the lady with. Hmm, so I do, sir walks off in a meditating posture. How now, mine honest friend? Whose dog-keeper art thou? Dog-keeper, sir? I hope I scorn that, Faith. Why dost thou not keep a dog? Sir, now I do, and now I do not. Throws off the dog. I think this be sweet and short. Make me his dog-keeper. Exit. This is excellent. Above expectation. Nay, stay, sir. Seizing the dog. You'd be traveling, but I'll give you a dram. She'll shorten your voyage here. Gives him poison. So, sir, I'll be bold to take my leave of you. Now to the Turk's court in the devil's name, for you shall never go a god's name. Kicks him out. Soliardo, come. I have it, I faith now. We'll sting it. Take heed you lease it not, senor, ere you come there. Preserve it. Exeunt. How like you the first exploit of his? Oh, a piece of true envy. But I expect the issue of the other device. Here they come, we'll make it appear. Scene two, an apartment in the palace. Enter Saviolina, Puntarvolo, Fastidious Brisk, and Fungoso. Why, I thought, Sir Puntarvolo, you have been gone your voyage. Dear and most amiable lady, your divine beauties do bind me to those offices that i cannot depart when i would tis most court-like spoken sir but how might we do to have a sight of your dog and cat his dog is in the court lady and not your cat how dare you trust her behind you sir troth madam she hath sore eyes and she doth keep her chamber mary i have left her under sufficient guard there are two of my followers to attend her i'll give you some water for her eyes when do you go, sir? Certes, sweet lady, I know not. He doth stay the rather, madam, to present your acute judgment with so courtly and well-parted a gentleman as yet your ladyship hath never seen. What is he? Gentleman sure brisk? Not that gentleman? Points to Fungoso. No, lady, this is a kinsman to justice silence. Pray, sir, give me leave to report him. He's a gentleman, lady, that rare and admirable faculty, as I protest, I know not his like in Europe. He is exceedingly valiant, an excellent scholar, and so exactly travelled that he is able, in discourse, to deliver you a model of any prince's court in the world. Speaks the languages with that purity of phrase and facility of accent that it breeds astonishment. His wit, the most exuberant and above wonder, pleasant of all that ever entered the concave of this year. "'Tis most true, lady. Mary, he is no such excellent proper man. "'His travels have changed his complexion, madam.' "'Oh, Serpent Harvalo, you must think every man was not born to have my servant Brisk's feature.' "'But that which transcends all, lady. 
he doth so peerlessly imitate any manner of person for gesture action passion or whatever ay especially a rustic or a clown madam that it is not possible for the sharpest sighted wit in the world to discern any sparks of the gentleman in him when he does it oh monsieur brisk be not so tyrannous to confine all wits within the compass of your own not find the sparks of a gentleman in him if he be a gentleman no in truth sweet lady i believe you cannot do you believe so why i can find sparks of a gentleman in you sir ay he is a gentleman madam and a reveller indeed i think i have seen your ladyship at our revels like enough sir but what i might see this wonder you talk of may one have a sight of him for any reasonable sum yes madam he will arrive presently what and shall we see him clown it if faith sweet lady that you shall see here he comes enter maculenti and sogliardo this is he pray observe him lady beshrew me he clowns it properly indeed nay mark his courtship how does my sweet lady hot and moist beautiful and lusty ha beautiful and it please you sir but not lusty oh ho lady it pleases you to say so in truth and how does my sweet lady in health bonaroba cueso cu novellus cu novellus sweet creature oh excellent why gallants is this he that cannot be deciphered they were very blear-witted in faith that could not discern the gentleman in him but you do in earnest lady do i sir why if you have any true court judgment in the carriage of his eye and that inward power that forms his countenance you might perceive his counterfeiting as clear as the noonday alas nay if you would have tried my wit indeed you should never have told me he was a gentleman but presented him for a true clown indeed and then have seen if i could have deciphered him for god her ladyship says true knight but does he not affect the clown most naturally mistress oh she cannot but affirm that out of the bounty of her judgment nay out of doubt he does well for a gentleman to imitate but i warrant you he becomes his natural carriage of the gentleman much better than his clownery tis strange in truth her ladyship should see so far into him ay is it not faith as easily as may be not decipher him quoth you good sadness i wonder at it why has she deciphered him gentlemen oh most miraculously and beyond admiration is it possible she hath gathered most infallible signs of the gentleman in him that's certain why gallants let me laugh at you a little was this your device to try my judgment in a gentleman nay lady do not scorn us though you have this gift of perspicacy above others what if he should be no gentleman now but a clown indeed lady how think you of that would not your ladyship be out of your humour oh but she knows it is not so what if he were not a man you may as well say nay if your worships could gull me so indeed you were wiser than you are taken for in good faith lady he is a very perfect clown both by father and mother that i'll assure you 
oh sir you are very pleasurable nay and do but look on his hand and that shall resolve you look you lady what a palm it is tot that was withholding the plough the plough did you discern any such thing in him madam faith no she saw the gentleman as bright as noonday she she deciphered him at first troth i am sorry your ladyship's sight should be so suddenly struck oh you are goodly beagles what is she gone nay stay sweet lady q novellus q novellus out you fool you exit in anger she's out of her humour in faith nay let's follow it while tis hot gentlemen come on mine honour shall we make her blush in the presence my spleen is great with laughter maculenti aside your laughter will be a child of a feeble life i believe sir come signor your looks are too dejected methinks why mix you not mirth with the rest Ought's will this suit frets me at the soul i'll have it altered to-morrow sure scene three the palace stairs enter shift i am come to the court to meet with my countenance sogliardo poor men must be glad of such countenance when they can get no better well need may insult upon a man but it shall never make him despair of consequence the world will say tis base tush base tis base to live under the earth not base to live above it by any means enter fastidius Cuntarvolo, sogliardo bungoso and maclienti the poor lady is most miserably out of her humour if faith there was never so witty a jest broken at the tilt of all the court wits christened oh this applause taints it foully i think i did my part in courting oh resolution i mean my dog where is he precious go seek for the fellow good signor exit from goso here here i left him why none was here when we came in now but cavalier's shirt inquire of him did you see sir pantervolo's dog here cavalier since you came his dog sir he may look his dog sir i saw none of his dog sir upon my life he has stolen your dog sir and been hired to it by some that have ventured with you you may guess it by his peremptory answers not unlike for he hath been a notorious thief by his own confession sirrah where is my dog charge me with your dog sir i have none of your dog sir villain thou liest lie sir Splud, you are but a man sir the rogue and thief restore him take heed sir puntarvello what you do he'll bear no coals i can tell you oh my word this is rare it's marl he stabs you not by this light he hath stabbed forty for forty times less matter i can tell you of my knowledge i will make thee stoop thou abject make him stoop sir gentlemen pacify him or he'll be killed is he so tall a man tall a man if you love his life stand betwixt them make him stoop my dog villain or i will hang thee thou hast confessed robberies and other felonious acts to this gentleman thy countenance i'll bear no witness and without my dog i will hang thee for them shift kneels what 
kneel to thine enemies pardon me good sir god is my witness i never did robbery in all my life re-enter from goso oh sir puntarvolo your dog lies giving up the ghost in the woodyard Macilenti aside hurt is he not dead yet oh my dog born to disastrous fortune pray you conduct me sir exit with fungoso how did you never do any robbery in your life oh this is good so he swore sir i i heard him and did you swear true sir ay as i hope to be forgiven sir i never robbed any man i never stood by the highway side sir but only said so because i would get myself a name and be counted a tall man now out base villico thou my resolution i thy countenance by this light gentleman he hath confessed to me the most inexorable company of robberies and damned himself that he did him you never heard the like out scandrel out follow me no more i command thee out of my sight go hence speak not i will not hear thee away camosio exit shift maculenti aside oh how i do feed upon this now and that myself here were a couple unexpectedly dishumoured well by this time i hope sir pantarvelo and his dog are both out of humour to travel nay gentlemen why do you not seek out the knight and comfort him our supper at the mitre must of necessity hold to-night if you love your reputations for god i am so melancholy for his dog's disaster but i'll go faith and i may go too but i know i shall be so melancholy tush melancholy you must forget that now and remember you lie at the mercy of a fury carlo will rack your sinews asunder and rail you to dust if you come not exeunt oh then their fear of carlo belike makes them hold their meeting ay here he comes conceive him but to be entered the mitre and tis enough scene four a room at the mitre enter carlo hola where be the shot sharks enter drawer by and by you are welcome good master buffone where is george call me george hither quickly what wine please you have sir i'll draw you that's neat master buffone away neophyte do as i bid thee bring my dear george to me enter george mas here he comes welcome master carlo what is supper ready george ay sir almost will you have the cloth laid master carlo ah oh, what else are none of the gallants come yet none yet sir stay take me with you george let me have a good fat loin of pork laid to the fire presently it shall sir and withal hear you draw me the biggest shaft you have out of the butt you wot of away you know my meaning george quick done sir exit i i never hungered so much for anything in my life as i do to know our gallant success at court now is that lean bald rib macilente that salt villain plotting some mischievous device 
and lies soaking in that frothy humour is like a dry crust till he has drunk em all up could the palmist but hold up his eyes at other men's happiness in any reasonable proportion slid the slaver to be loved next heaven above honour wealth rich fair apparel wenches all the delights of the belly and the growing whatever re-enter george with two jugs of wine here master carlo is it right boy ay sir i assure you it's right where's head my dear george depart exit george come my small gimblet you in the false scabbard away so puts forth the drawer and shuts the door now to you sir burgomaster let's taste of your bounty what will he deal upon such quantities of wine alone you will perceive that sir carlo drinks ay merry sir here's purity oh george i could bite off his nose for this now sweet rogue he has drawn nectar the very soul of the grape i'll wash my temples with some aunt presently and drink some half a score draughts twill heat the brain kindle my imagination i shall talk nothing but crackers and fireworks to-night so sir please you to be here sir and i here so sets the two cups asunder drinks with the one and pledges with the other speaking for each of the cups and drinking alternately this is worth the observation senor now sir here's to you and i present you with so much of my love i take it kindly from you sir drinks ah, and will return you the like proportion but withal sir remembering the merry night we had at the countess's you know where sir by heaven you put me in mind of a very necessary office which i will propose in your pledge sir the health of that honourable countess and the sweet lady that sat by her sir i do veil to it with reverence drinks and now signor with these ladies i'll be bold to mix the health of your divine mistress do you know her sir oh lord sir ay and in the respectful memory and mention of her i could wish this wine were the most precious drug in the world good faith sir you do me honour in exceedingly drinks <sighs> whom should he personate in this signor faith i know not sir observe observe him if it were the basest faith or mud that runs in the channel i am bound to pledge it respectably sir drinks oh, and now sir here is a replenished bowl which i will reciprocally turn upon you to the health of the count frugale the count frugale's health sir i'll pledge it on my knees by this light kneels nay do me right sir so i do in faith good faith you do not mine was fuller why believe me it was not believe me it was and you do lie lie sir ay sir swans you rascal ah oh, come stab if you have a mind to it 
Stab? Dost thou think I dare not? Mary, I beseech you, gentlemen, what means this? Nay, look, for shame respect your reputations. Overturns wine, pot, cups, and all. Enter Maculenti. Why, how now, Carlo? What humour's this? Oh, my good mischief, art thou calm? Where are the rest? Where are the rest? Faith, three of our ordnance are burst. Burst? How comes that? Faith, overcharged, overcharged. But did not the train hold? Oh, yes, and the poor lady is irrecoverably blown up. Why, but which of the ammunition is miscarried, huh? In primus, Sir Pontarolo. Next, the countenance and resolution. How? How for the love of wit? Troth, the resolution has proved a recreant. The countenance hath changed his copy, and the passionate knight is shedding funeral tears over his departed dog. What? Is his dog dead? Poisoned, tis thought. Mary Hower, by whom? That's left for some cunning woman here at the bankside to resolve. For my part, I know nothing more than that we are like to have an exceeding melancholy supper of it. Slife. And I had purpose to be extraordinarily merry. I had drunk off a good preparative of old sack here. But will they come? Will they come? They will assuredly come. Mary Carlo, as thou lovest me, run over em all freely to-night, and especially the night. Spare no sulphurous jests that may come out of that sweaty forge of thine. Apply them with all manner of shot, minion, saker, culverin, or anything what thou wilt. I warrant thee, my dear case of Petrionels, so I stand not in dread of thee, but that thou wilt second me. Why, my good German tapster, I will. What, George? Lontero, 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 Lontero. Sings and dances. Re-enter George. Did you call, Master Carlo? More nectar, George. Lontero, Lontero, Lontero. Your meat's ready, sir, and your company were come. Is the loin pork enough? Aye, sir, it is enough. Exit. Pork. Heart, what dost thou with such a greasy dish? I think thou dost varnish thy face with a fat aunt. Looks so like a glue pot. True, my raw-boned rogue. And if thou wouldst farce thy lean ribs with it too, they would not, like ragged lass, rub out so much doublets as they do. But they knowest not a good dish, thou. <sighs> it's the only nourishing meat in the world. No marvel, though that saucy, stubborn generation, the Jews, were forbidden it. For what would they have done, well pampered with fat pork, that durst murmur at their maker out of garlic and onions? Slight, fed with it, the horse and strummel-patched, goggle-eyed grumble-dories would have gigantomachized. Re-enter George with wine. Well said, my sweet George. Feel, feel. This savours too much of profanation. Oh, servetio ad imum, qualis ab inceptio processerit, et sibi constat. The necessity of his vein compels a toleration, forbar this, and dash him out of humour before his time. Tis an axiom of natural philosophy. What comes nearest the nature of that it feeds, converts quicker to nourishment, and of sooner is 
Now nothing in flesh and entrails assimilates or resembles man more than a hog or swine. <laughs> Drinks. True. And he, to requite their courtesy, oftentimes doffeth his own nature and puts on theirs, as when he becomes as churlish as a hog or as drunk as a sow. But to your conclusion. Drinks. Mary, I say, nothing resembling man more than a swine, it follows. Nothing can be more nourishing. For indeed, but at the balls from our nice nature, if we fed upon one another, we should shoot up a great deal faster and thrive much better. I refer me to your user as cannibals or such like. But since it is so contrary, pork, pork is your only feed. I take it your devil be of the same diet. He would never have desired to have been incorporated into swine else. Oh, here comes the melancholy mess. Upon him, Carlo. Charge. Charge. Enter Puntarvolo, Fastidious Brisk, Sogliardo, and Fungoso. For God, sir, Puntarvolo, I am sorry for your heaviness. Body on me, a shrewd mischance. I, had you no unicorn's horn, nor bizarre stone about you, huh? Sir... I would request you be silent. Nay, to him again. Pike, come for good night. If your cat have recovered her guitar, fear nothing. Your dog's mischance may be open. Say how, sweet Carlo, for so God mend me the poor knight's moans draw me into fellowship of his misfortunes. But be not discouraged, good sir Pantervolo. I am content your adventure shall be performed upon your cat. Macilenti, aside. I believe you, Muscard, I believe you. For rather than thou wouldst make present repayment, thou wouldst take it upon his own bare return from Calais. Carlo, aside to Macilenti. Nice life. He'd be content so he were well rid out of his company to pay him five for one at his next meeting him in Paul's. But for your dogs at Ponterolo, if he be not outright dead, there is a friend of mine, a quicksalver, shall put life in him again, that's certain. Oh, no, that comes too late. This precious night will you suffer this. Drar, get me a candle and hard wax presently. Exit George. Aye, and bring up supper, for I am so melancholy. Oh, signor, where is your resolution? Resolution? Hang him, rascal! Oh, Carlo, if you love me, do not mention him. Why, how so? Oh, the orantist crocodile that every Christian was acquainted with. By my gentry, I shall think the worse of tobacco while I live, for his sake. I did think him to be as tall a man. Maculenti, aside to Carlo. Nay, Buffoni, the knight, the knight. Slut, he looks like an image carved out of a box, full of knots. His face is for all the world like a Dutch purse, with a mouth downward, his beard the tassels, and he walks, uh, let me see, as melancholy as one of the master's side in the counter. Do you hear, Sir Pontevolo? Sir. I do entreat you no more, but enjoin you to silence as you effect your peace. Nay, but dear knight, understand here are none but friends, and such as wish you well. I would have you do this now, 
flamey your dog presently but in any case keep the head and stuff his skin well with straw as you see these dead monsters at bartholomew fair i shall be sudden i tell you ha oh, if you like not that sir get me somewhat a less dog and clap into the skin here is a slave about the town here a jew one johan or, or a fellow that makes perukes will glue it on artificially it shall never be discerned besides twill be so much the warmer for the hound to travel in you know serpent harvelo death can you be so patient or that sir you may have as to come through germany a familiar for little or nothing it shall turn itself into the shape of your dog or anything what you will for certain hours puntarvolo strikes him odds my life knight what do you mean you'll offer no violence will you hold hold re-enter george with wax and a lighted candle death you slave you bundog you as you love wit stay the enraged knight gentlemen by my knighthood he that stirs in his rescue dies drawer be gone exit george murder 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 ay are you howling you wolf gentlemen as you tender your lives suffer no man to enter to my revenge be perfect sirrah buffoon lie down make no exclamations but down down you cur or i will make thy blood flow on my rapier hits sweet knight hold in thy fury and for heaven i'll honour thee more than the turk does mahomet down i say carlo lies down knocking within who's there constable within here's the constable open the doors G good magellante open no door if the adelantado of spain were here he should not enter one help me with the light gentlemen you not convey sir officer it's too brutal sir close your lips or i will drop it in thine eyes by heaven oh, oh. constable within open the door or i will break it open nay good constable have patience a little you shall come in presently we have almost done puntarvolo seals up carlo's lips so now are you out of your humour sir shift gentlemen they all draw and run out except fungoso who conceals himself beneath the table enter constable and officers and seize fastidious as he is rushing by lay hold upon this gallant and pursue the rest lay hold upon me sir for what marry for your riot here sir with the rest of your companions my riot master constable take heed what you do carlo did i offer any violence oh sir you see he is not in case to answer you and that makes you so peremptory re-enter george and drawer peremptory slife i appeal to the drawers if i did him any hard measure they are all gone there's none of them will be laid any hold on well sir you are like to answer till the rest can be found out said i appeal to george here tut george was not here away with him to the counter sirs come sir you were best get yourself dressed somewhere exeunt constable and officers with fastidious and carlos good lord that master carlo could not take heed and knowing what a gentleman the knight is if he be angry 
a pox on them they have left all the meat on our hands would they were choked with it for me re-enter maculenti what are they gone sirs oh here's master maculenti maculenti pointing to fungoso sirrah george do you see that uh, concealment there that napkin under the table so, signor fungoso he's good pawn for the reckoning be sure you keep him here and let him not go away till i come again though he offered to discharge all i'll return presently sirrah we have a pawn for the reckoning what of masilente no look under the table fungoso creeping out i hope all be quiet now if i can get but forth of this street i care not masters i pray you tell me is the constable gone what master fungoso was not a good device the same of me sirs yes faith have you been here all this while o oh, lord i good sir look and the coast be clear i'd fain be going all's clear sir but the reckoning and that you must clear and pay before you go i assure you i pay slight i eat not a bit since i came into the house yet why you may when you please tis already below that was bespoken bespoken not by me i hope by you sir i know not that but twas for you and your company i am sure my company slid i was an invited guest so i was faith we have nothing to do with that sir they are all gone but you and we must be answered that's the short and the long on nay if you will grow to extremities my masters then would this pot cup and all were in my belly if i have a cross about me what and have such a peril do not say so senor that mightily discredits your clothes as i am an honest man my tailor had all my money this morning and yet i must be fain to alter my suit too good sirs let me go tis friday night and in good truth i have no stomach in the world to eat anything that's no matter so you pay sir slight with what conscience can you ask me to pay that i never drank for yes sir i did see you drink once by this cup which is silver but you did not you do me infinite wrong i looked in the pot once indeed but i did not drink well sir if you can satisfy our master it shall be all one to us within guard by and by exeunt lose not yourself now senor scene five a room in deliro's house enter maculenti and deliro tut sir you did bear too hard a conceit of me in that but i will not make my love to you most transparent in spite of any dust of suspicion that may be raised to cloud it and henceforth since i see it is so against your humour i will never labour to persuade you why i thank you senor but what is that you tell me may concern my peace so much faith sir tis thus your wife's brother senor fungoso being at supper to-night at a tavern with a sort of gallants there happens some division amongst them and he is left in pawn for the reckoning now if ever you look that time shall present you with an happy occasion to do your wife some gracious and acceptable service take hold of this opportunity and presently go and redeem them 
Dorsport being her brother, and his credit so amply engaged as now it is, when she shall hear, as he cannot himself, but he must out of extremity report it, that you came and offered yourself so kindly, and with that respect of his reputation, why, the benefit cannot but make her dote and grow mad of your affections. Now, by heaven, McClinty, I acknowledge myself exceedingly indebted to you by this kind tender of your love, and I am sorry to remember that I was ever so rude to neglect a friend of your importance. Bring me shoes and a cloak here. I was going to bed if you had not come. What tavern is it? The mitre, sir. Oh, why, Fido, my shoes. Good faith, it cannot but please her exceedingly. Enter Follis. Come, I mull what piece of night-work you have in hand now that you call for a cloak and your shoes. That, is this your pander? Oh, sweet wife, speak lower. I would not he should hear thee for a world. Hang him, rascal. I cannot abide him for his treachery with his wild, quick-set beard there. Whither go you now with him? No, whither with him, good wife? I go alone to a place from whence I shall return instantly. Good McClenty, acquaint not her with it by any means. It may come so much the more accepted. Frame some other answer. I'll come back immediately. Exit. Nay, and I be not worthy to know whither you go. Stay till I take knowledge of your coming back. Hear you, Mistress Delero. So, sir, and what say you? Faith, lady, my intents will not deserve this slight respect when you shall know them. <laughs> your intents? Why, what may your intents be, for God's sake? Troth, the time allows no circumstance, lady. Therefore know this was but a device to remove your husband hence, and bestow him securely, whilst, with more conveniency, I might report to you a misfortune that hath happened to Monsieur Brisk. Nay, comfort, sweet lady. This night, being at supper, a sort of young gallants committed a riot, for the which he only is apprehended and carried to the counter where if your husband and other creditors should have but knowledge of him the poor gentleman were undone for ever me that he were now therefore if you can think upon any present means for his delivery do not forslow it a bribe to the officer that committed him will do it oh lord sir he shall not want for a bribe pray you will you commend me to him and say i'll visit him presently no, lady, I shall do you better service, in protracting your husband's return so that you may go with more safety. Good truth, so you may. Farewell, good sir. Exit Maculenti. Lord, how a woman may be mistaken in a man. I would have sworn upon all the testaments in the world he had not loved Master Brisk. Bring me my keys there, maid. Alas, good gentleman, if all i have in this earthly world will pleasure him it shall be at his service exit how maculente sweats in this business if you mark him ay you shall see the true picture of spite anon here comes the pawn and his redeemer scene six a room at the mitre enter deliro fungoso and george come brother be not discouraged for this man what no, truly, I am not discouraged. 
but I protest to you, brother, I have done imitating any more gallants, either in purse or apparel, but as shall become a gentleman for good carriage or so. You say well. This is all in the bill here, is it not? Aye, sir. There's your money, tell it. And brother, I am glad I met with so good occasion to show my love to you. I will study to deserve it in good truth, and I live. What, is it right? Aye, sir, and I thank you. Let me have a capon's leg saved, now the reckoning is paid. You shall, sir. Exit. Enter Maculenti. Where's Signor Delervo? Here, Maculenti. Hark you, sir, have you dispatched this same? Aye, Mary, have I. Well, then, I can tell you news. Brisk is in the counter. In the counter? Tis true, sir, committed for the stir here to-night. Now, would I have you send your brother home afore him, with the report of this your kindness done him, to his sister, which will so pleasingly possess her, and out of his mouth, too, that in the meantime you may clap your action on Brisk, and your wife, being in so happy a mood, cannot entertain it ill, by any means. Tis very true, she cannot, indeed, I think. Think? Why, tis past thought. You shall never meet the like opportunity, I assure you. I will do it. Brother, pray you go home afore. This gentleman and I have some private business. And tell my sweet wife I'll come presently. I will, brother. And, signor, acquaint your sister how liberally and out of his bounty your brother has used you, do you see, made you a man of good reckoning, redeemed that you never were possessed of credit, gave you as gentlemanlike terms as might be, found no fault with your coming behind the fashion, nor nothing. Nay, I am out of those humours now. Well, if you be out, keep your distance, and be not made a shot-clog any more. Come, Signor, let's make haste. Exeunt. Scene 7. The Counter. Enter Follis and Fastidius Brisk. Oh, Master Fastidius, what pity is it to see so sweet a man as you are in so sour a place? Kisses him. As upon her lips, does she mean? Oh, this is to be imagined the counter belike. Troth, fair lady, tis first the pleasure of the fates, and next of the constable to have it so. But I am patient, and indeed comforted the more in your kind visit. Nay, you shall be comforted in me more than this, if you please, sir. I sent you word by my brother, sir that my husband lay to arrest you this morning i know now whether you received it or no no believe it sweet creature your brother gave me no such intelligence oh the lord but has your husband any such purpose oh sweet master brisk yes and therefore be presently discharged for if he come with his actions upon you lord deliver you you are in for one half a score year he kept a poor man in ludgate once twelve year for sixteen shillings where's your keeper for love's sake call him let him take a bribe and dispatch you lord how my heart trembles here are no spies are there no sweet mistress why are you in this passion oh lord master fastidious if you knew how I took up my husband to-day when he said he would arrest you, and how I railed at him that persuaded him to it, 
the scholar there who on my conscience loves you now and what care i took to send you intelligence by my brother and how i gave him four sovereigns for his pains and now how i came running out hither without man or boy with me as soon as i heard on it you'd say i were in a passion indeed you keeper for god's sake oh master brisk as tis in you fierce hard is the choice when one is compelled either by silence to die with grief or by speaking to live with shame fair lady i conceive you and may this kiss assure you that where adversity hath as it were contracted prosperity shall not odds me your husband enter deliro and maculenti oh me ay is it thus why how now signor deliro has the wolf seen you huh? hath gorgon's head made marble of you some planets strike me dead why look you sir i told you you might have suspected this long afore had you pleased and have saved this labour of admiration now and passion and such extremities as this frail lump of flesh is subject unto nay why do you not dote now signor methinks you should say it were some enchantment the septio visus or so <laughs> if you could persuade yourself it were a dream now twere excellent faith try what you can do signor it may be your imagination will be brought to it in time there's nothing impossible <laughs> sweet husband out lascivious strumpet exit what and did you see how ill that stale vein became him afore of sweet wife and dear heart and are you fallen just into the same now with sweet husband away follow him go keep state what remember you are a woman turn impudent give him not the head though you give him the horns away and yet methinks you should take your leave of enfant perdu here your forlorn hope exit follis how now monsieur brisk what friday night and in affliction too and yet your pulpamenta your delicate morsels i perceive the affection of ladies and gentlewomen pursues you wherever you go monsieur now in good faith and as i am gentle there could not have come a thing in this world to have distracted me more than the wrinkled fortunes of this poor dame oh yes sir i can tell you a thing will distract you much better believe it signor deliro has entered three actions against you three actions monsieur marry one of them i'll put you in comfort is but three thousand and the other two some five thousand pound together trifles trifles oh i am undone may not altogether so sir the knight must have his hundred pound repaid that will help too and then six score pounds for a diamond you know where these be things will weigh monsieur they will weigh oh heaven what do you sigh this is to kiss the hand of a countess to have her coach sent for you to hang poniards in ladies garters to wear bracelets of their hair and for every one of these great favours to give some slight jewel of five hundred crowns or so why tis nothing now monsieur you see the plague that treads on the heels of your foppery well go your ways in remove yourself to the twopenny ward quickly to save charges 
and there set up your rest to spend Sir Pontarvelo's hundred pound for him. Away, good Palmander. Go. Exit Fastidious. Why, here's the change. Now is my soul at peace. I am as empty of all envy now as they have merit to be envied at. My humour, like a flame, no longer lasts than it hath stuff to feed it. And their folly, being now raked up in their repentant ashes, affords no ampler subject to my spleen. I am so far from malicing their states that I begin to pity them. It grieves me to think they might have a being. I could wish they might turn wise upon it and be saved now, so heaven were pleased. But let them vanish, vapours. Gentlemen, how like you it has not been tedious. Nay, we have done censuring now. Yes, Faith. How so? Marry, because we'll imitate your actors, and be out of our humours. Besides, who are those round about you of more ability in censure than we, whose judgments can give it a more satisfying allowance? We'll refer you to them. Exeunt Cordatus and Midas. Machilenti, coming forward. Ah, is it even so? Well, gentlemen... I should have gone in and returned to you as I was Asper at the first, but by reason the shift would have been somewhat long, and we are loath to draw your patience farther, we'll entreat you to imagine it. And now that you may see I will be out of humour for company, I stand wholly to your kind approbation, and indeed am nothing so peremptory as I was in the beginning. Mary, I will not do as Plautus and as Amphitrio for all this sumiovis caus applaudite beg applaudite for god's sake but if you out of the bounty of your good liking will bestow it why you may in time make lean masilenti as fat as sir john falstaff exit the epilogue at the presentation before queen elizabeth by Machilenti. never till now did object greet mine eyes with any light content but in her graces all my malicious powers have lost their stings. Envy is fled from my soul at sight of her, and she hath chased all black thoughts from my bosom, like as the sun doth darkness from the world. My stream of humour is run out of me, and as our city's torrent bent to infect the hallowed bowels of the silver Thames, is checked by strength and clearness of the river, till it hath spent itself even at the shore, so in the ample and unmeasured flood of her perfections are my passions drowned, and I have now a spirit as sweet and clear as the more rarefied and subtle air, with which, and with a heart as pure as fire, yet humble as the earth. Do I implore? Kneels. O heaven, that she whose presence hath affected this change in me may suffer most late change in her admired and happy government may still this island be called fortunate and rugged treason tremble at the sound when fame shall speak it with an emphasis let foreign polity be dull as lead and pale invasion come with half a heart when he but looks upon her blessed soil the throat of war be stopped within her land and turtle-footed peace dance fairy rings about her court where never may there come suspect or danger, but all trust and safety. Let flattery be dumb and envy blind in her dread presence. Death himself admire her, 
and may her virtues make him to forget the use of his inevitable hand fly from her age sleep time before her throne our strongest wall falls down when she is gone end of act five end of every man out of his humor by ben johnson